Sometimes when you look at others, you think they had some sort of overnight success. When you pay attention, you start to realize that overnight success isn't really a thing. It may seem like it, but you don't know how much work these individuals had to put in for years without anyone paying attention. Even if something lucky comes your way, you still need to be prepared to capitalize on that moment when it happens. Today's guest got extremely lucky, but it was his hard work and his passion that prepared him for this moment in life. Welcome to the Myers Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Johnson, and this is episode nine, Mandeep. Uh, yeah, so my name is Mandeep Singh. I go by MVNDE on Instagram and pretty much all social media. I was born in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and I lived there for pretty much most of my life up until about three and a half years ago when I moved to Melbourne, Australia, where I've been living ever since. And so what was it like for you growing up there? Growing up in Malaysia was an interesting experience. I think it's kind of exactly what you'd see. It's kind of exactly what you'd expect growing up in Southeast Asia. It's a very multicultural, like, country and you kind of grow up exposed to a lot of different cultures and religions and stories and yeah and I think that a lot of, a lot of that played a very big part in my art and how it is now especially. Mandeep was a pretty wild kid. He could never just sit still. He always needed an eye on him to make sure he didn't get into trouble. I think I had like a lot of unbridled energy back then as a kid and yeah, it was very, it was just very hard to control me, I guess if you could say that. I was definitely one of those kids that needed a leash <laughs> when when being taken out, you know? So thank God my parents didn't go that route, but I was definitely one of those kids. Yeah, there was like this one story actually of like when I was a kid, I like and I think this kind of perfectly illustrates how little attention I paid to things around me. I basically, like my mom was, we were at a wedding and my mom had told me to just stay put for just one second while she went to go drop my little sister off to my grandfather or something. And I was maybe six years old at the time. And basically the second she leaves, I get up and I just start, I just walk off and I start looking for my cousin. And as I'm doing this, I'm like shouting her name. And next thing I know, I'm underwater and I start freaking out. I have no idea what's happening and I'm just crashing around and this arm comes in and pulls me up and turns out I just walked straight into a nine foot deep pool and like I didn't, I didn't even realize it was there in front of me. So and like and that's the kind of stuff that would happen a lot as a child. And so my parents definitely needed a way to contain all that energy and you know inattentiveness and yeah, art is basically what came out of that. I mean, the kid couldn't even pay enough attention to where he was going that he fell right into a pool. And imagine how he would have been at home while you were trying to cook and clean. I mean, it would have driven me crazy. Luckily for his parents, they found a pretty amazing way to keep him busy. At the age of two, his dad sat him down at a computer and he pulled up Microsoft Paint and let him just have at it. And why don't you start drawing some circles and some shapes and maybe this will keep you busy for a little while. And that's exactly what I did. And he started showing me how to like use different shapes to connect them together to make, you know, 
like dinosaurs or people. And that's really how it started. And no matter what I created, no matter how bad it was, my mom and dad and my grandfather especially would be extremely supportive. Anything I'd make was like the Mona Lisa to them. So that kind of encouragement really helped push me and got me to keep doing what I do. And yeah, pretty much for that reason, I started when I was two and never really stopped. Was it just the act of making something out of nothing that drew you in? Or why was it so easy for you to to focus on that? It was pretty much just making, like creating art. And it's just the act of creating really was what drew me into, you know, like Microsoft Paint at first and what kept me sitting there for ages. And once my parents saw me, you know, able to sit down and not, you know, be acting all crazy all the time, they, you know, they just kept encouraging me to do it. He didn't have any other hobbies outside of art growing up. Other than being an all over the place kid, he was pretty good about going to school and making good grades, even if he was drawing in the back of the class all the time. Mandeep never had the idea to try and make a career out of his art. It was always just for fun. So after high school, he decided to go to university for a chemical engineering degree, which turns out he hated. Once I graduated high school, I thought about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And my parents, bless them, were incredibly supportive. They told me I could do pretty much anything I wanted to do. You know, if I wanted to be an artist, I could go learn art. If I wanted to be a lawyer, I could do that. You know, whatever. Like, sky's the limit. They're not putting any constraints on me. And I love them for this. So I love them for this. But I'm the one who ended up making the terrible decision of going into chemical engineering. Because I just figured that, hey, I love physics. I love chemistry. Why not... Put this, put these two things together, and just do a engineering course. And so, through no, like through no force from my parents, I ended up choosing to be an engineer. And yeah, it was not a great four years of my life. Really, I quickly realized that it, like, there was nothing about this field that I felt passionate about. Not the same way I feel about you know, art or the environment and stuff like that. So it just ended up becoming this thing where I wanted to finish university just for the sake of getting that paper, like that degree, and, you know, just moving on and like just doing whatever I wanted with the rest of my life. If you hated it so much, why didn't you? Was there ever a a moment where you wanted to switch degrees or... Was there a point where you could have switched degrees? And and why didn't you? So I come from a Asian household as well as like an a- Asian country. So I think it's very different. Like it's very different in Malaysia growing up. It's it's very uncommon for people to switch majors like that. And especially because I didn't want to be a financial burden to my family as well. They were already paying so much money to send me to university and I didn't want to add more stress onto them. So I decided that, and I was already like, I think by the time I decided I really hated engineering, I was in my, as at the end of my second year, early third year. And I just 
couldn't make that switch and start all over again and have my parents, you know, like fund another four years of university for me. It was just, I think it was, uh, it was, it was very much circumstantial. I, and it's just not something that happens very commonly in Malaysia or, and I expect in a lot of Asian countries. So yeah, I just decided to quit. I'm just going to finish this course, see what happens after. Did you use art to de-stress when you were kind of stuck in this career path you didn't want? You know, I think that's what art became for me once I picked it up again, like near the end of my bachelor's. So like before art was always just this thing I did because it made me happy. I never really thought about using it as a tool to de-stress or, you know, like get my mind off things. It was just something I did whenever I felt like doing it. So I wasn't very disciplined with it. It was something I did pretty much my entire life, but nothing I did with a lot of discipline, which was actually a big turning point for me at the end of my bachelor's when I had like this thick, I went through this one um, thing in my second year, I think, which kind of like jump started my, you know, love and passion for art again. And I think a couple of years later is when I started my Instagram account. While he was trying to not burden his parents, he himself was miserable. And it caused him to drift away from his art as well. No art mixed with studying for a degree he didn't want led him to being pretty depressed at this time in life. Could you tell us that story of what happened that kind of led you back to art and what caused you to start using it? as more of a way to de-stress? Yeah, so basically, I was feeling very lost. I think I realized that, like I said, by the end of my second year, early third year, that I had committed to this career path that I really hated. Like, there was nothing about it that I found passionate or, like, that wanted me to continue, that, that would make me want to continue. So I was feeling very lost. This is around the time where I first started to get anxiety. I had my first panic attack at the end of my second year of, uh, of university. When basically in, at my university, the students used to have a hack almost where they would like at the end of the semester, right before you get your results, you could kind of figure out if you passed or failed before getting your results by logging into the school website and trying to enroll in the same subjects that you just finished. And if it allowed you to enroll, that means you failed and you can thus re-enroll. But if you couldn't re-enroll into the same subjects, that means you pass. And so one day, second year, I'm panicked. I thought I did terribly for all my exams. So I decide, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to see if I pass or not. And I key in every single one of my subjects. And one by one, each of them I am able to re-enroll into, which told me that I basically flunked the entire semester, like a day before I got the actual results. And that's when I had my first panic attack. I was like, shit, I, I basically failed out of uni. They're going to kick me out now. You know, I've wasted all my parents' money. And like all, it was all for nothing, basically, you know, all this time and money and stuff like that. And I was 
already Googling, you know, jobs I can do without degrees. <laughs> and yeah. And like the next morning, like I, I even just like kind of got up and like just left the house at like three in the morning to just go on a walk around the neighborhood just because I couldn't be in the house anymore. And, you know, lo and behold, the next morning when the results came out, I actually passed everything. So it, it was all that was pretty much for nothing. This moment will cause Mandeep to seek out change and get himself out of this depression instead of letting it control him. But I think it gave me like this wake up call that I was stressing myself out so much and basically killing myself in a way over this degree, this piece of paper that I didn't really even want. And yeah, so I think like a, a lot of those feelings came together and I decided that I couldn't live like feeling this way anymore. And I decided to go like seek some help online or like, you know, just anything at all, basically. And that's where I came across this one philosophy that's like helped me a little bit with like changing my mindset. And it was like stoic philosophy. Right. And that ended up becoming a very, very large part of the art that I do now. Like it's very much intermingled with everything that I create now. But yeah, so it basically like how I was feeling back then became like the step became like the first push I needed to like, you know, go into the direction that I'm in currently, basically. And what was it about that philosophy or uh, that way of thinking that appealed to you at the time? So I think like the first thing that that I really connect with. And it was the idea that, you know, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't suffer twice. If I'm not mistaken, it basically goes along the lines of you should only worry about what you can control and not, for, not worry about the things that you can't control, you know? And it's, it's basically like, you know, by worrying about the things that you can't control, you're, you're almost killing yourself twice. You know, you're hurting yourself twice as much as you need to. Something's either going to happen or it isn't going to happen. And you kind of just have to be okay with that. And once I started to internalize this, I think I started to realize that, you know what, no matter what happens, you know, things are going to be okay. And there was another concept in Stoic philosophy, which I ended up really like connecting to as well. And this is the idea of memento mori, which is simply Latin for remember that you will die. And it's sort of morbid when you first listen to like somebody say something like that, you know, but I think the idea behind it was something that I found super beautiful. It's, it's almost like a carpe diem. It means that, you know, you could die at any moment. So you should live your life in a way that's virtuous and good you know you should tell the people that you love you love them like when you can because you never know when you'll see them again like use memento mori as a driving force to get the things that you want done now as opposed to waiting for them to happen in the future you know it basically like just pushes you to go out there and get things done and i think that's something i so desperately needed back then at this time, Madeep would begin to draw again and use these philosophical ideas as creative fuel for his art. 
And yeah, once I discovered this idea of Memento Mori, I one day just decided to kind of use it in one of my art pieces, which is where I first drew this. I, I think I drew Aristotle, if I'm not mistaken, the philosopher Aristotle with like a section of his face cut away, revealing a skeleton. And the rest was like in just regular black and white stippling. And that was pretty much the first time I ever did anything resembling it today. And yeah, people really seemed to connect with it. And, you know, I just kept going. So now Mandeep is closing in on the end of his bachelor's degree, which, as we know, he didn't want. But he is feeling a lot more optimistic about his future. As he rediscovers his love for art and has a whole new outlook on life, soon he would convert his Instagram into an art-only account and try his best to share new artworks every day as a reason for him to keep himself accountable and to keep art in his life for good. I think like in the last year or the last semester of university was when I decided to, you know, like reconnect with art because that's something, as I mentioned before, I'd given up for like pretty much the entire bachelor period right and i decided yeah this was time i had to like this is something that once made me incredibly happy and i was very i was deeply saddened by the fact that i'd lost touch with like something that was such a core part of my personality so i decided that i'm gonna take my personal instagram account and like just remove all the pictures i don't really like posting on there anyway and just start post sharing my art as kind of like a diary for myself where I can keep track and like keep, basically keep myself accountable that I will post something and or create something every single day as a way to like, you know, discipline myself and get myself back into art. And yeah. And that's basically how MVNDB like, yeah, my whole Instagram began, you know, he hadn't been posting for long until one of his artworks went viral. And this goes back to that concept I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. While going viral feels like an overnight success, if it wasn't for all those years of working on his craft, Mandeep wouldn't have been ready to capitalize on this moment as well as he did. One day I posted the Aristotle illustration that I mentioned and, you know, that blew up. And then I posted this other one by this other one of like Perseus holding Medusa's head and that one went viral back in when I first started posting it it was on the front page of Reddit I got interview requests by Forbes by like local newspapers like national newspapers it was an insane yeah exactly it was an insane period of my life and I can like barely believe that like, that even happened Mandeep started to get a lot of requests for prints of his artworks, but he didn't know how to do that. So he had to quickly adapt and figure it out. Like I said, I basically was only doing, I was only posting stuff online because I wanted to keep myself accountable and make sure that, you know, I was creating something every day and not like giving up on art again. I posted on, I posted at Persis and Medusa uh, print, like, sorry, illustration on Reddit and it blew up overnight. And yeah, the next morning I woke up to like hundreds of messages from people asking me like, like where they can get these prints and stuff like that. So within the span of a week, I had to create a website, learn how to package and ship 
products all around the world, pretty much. It was it was a very steep learning curve. But like, yeah, right after I blew up the first time, within a week, I was selling prints and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a pretty wild time. And how was the the money when you started selling these prints and such? Like, were you able to live off of that uh, income at the time? Like, I was living in Malaysia. You know, I was selling prints, and they were in USD. So, like, if I was living in America, definitely not. But living in Malaysia and with the conversion rate, it was yeah, it was it was pretty good. Honestly, I felt like that was like the most amount of money I'd made like by myself. Ever up until that point, it, it was great for me, and it, it just kept getting better and better. Once I started to, you know, fix my prices for commissions and you know, like value my work better, and that was amazing to me because I never would have really expected that there there would be a market for my art or market for art like this in general. I used to think that it was only people who were in galleries. Famous artists would make money from, you know, creating stuff. So yeah, it was a very pleasant surprise. And what did your parents think of all this? Of you, you know, selling prints and 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 doing art like this? Yeah. So my like, like I said before, my mom and dad have, and grandparents have always been very supportive of my art. But I don't think even they really thought like that this would get to the place it did. You know, like I don't think they ever expected me or anybody else to really make a money from just you know drawing and stuff like that. So they were very surprised and also incredibly proud and happy for me that like I was able to you know pursue something that I fully love and also make a living from it. Mandeep's works tend to consist mostly of Greek mythological characters. And zodiac-inspired figures, as well as angels. These characters are done in a simple black and white, and often have sections of them split to showcase a skeleton beneath, which is done in red ink. And how do you get into the style that you work with now? I started to do a lot of. I started to do like a few pieces of like red and black art, you know, and like expert. And I just and this is back when I first tried stippling as well, like. Never before this had I even heard of stippling as an art style, and yeah, I, I remember very clearly the first um, one I did too. I think it was a zodiac sign. I think I did Gemini or something. Okay, I'm a Gemini, so I did the Gemini um, constellation, but illustrated. So basically, just these two dudes hanging out in the sky, and yeah, that was pretty much the. First one I did, if I'm not mistaken. And as I was doing it, I was also researching the like m- the mythology of you know this zodiac sign and like what the story is behind it. You know, I think that's what like that's when it like kind of really hit me like, whoa, I can draw stuff that has that has that already has like these stories behind it, you know, like mythology and stuff. I can redraw these myths and in a way also learn more about them, you know? And I think that's what it ended up becoming because my art from pretty much, like pretty much the beginning has been about creating 
you know, um, these beautiful mythological figures and stuff with the idea of memento mori, like, you know, interspersed in them, but also talking about their story. Because like, that's what I would do every time I'd make a post. It's, you know, put it up and like have a whole caption that just explains what the story is behind this, you know, person that I'm drawing. And yeah, it kind of just like snowballed from there. And it's something I still do today. After graduating with his engineering degree and having his art bringing in money, he had a choice to make. Does he go and get an engineering job with this degree that could give him some job security? Or does he live the life of a freelance artist hustling his way through life? Well, it turned out he didn't have to make that choice, as his aunt and uncle from America gave both him and his sister an amazing opportunity and offered to pay for them to continue to go to school abroad. This is how Mandeep found himself in Australia studying to help the environment, something that was very passionate for him. I did ask him if he hadn't have gotten this opportunity, what he thinks he would have done, and this is what he had to say. I think there was there's always this pressure in Asian countries. You know, I'm not trying to speak for everyone here, but it's it's fairly common from like what I like observed growing up that it the safe option is always the best option. And especially when you have like other things like your family and stuff to worry about, you like taking those types of risks are much it's it's much rarer for that to happen, you know? And I think I was back there and I had to make the decision. I wouldn't have given up on art, but it just wouldn't have been a priority for me. As much as like, I hate to say that, I, my priority would have been, you know, to help my family out, get a good job, that kind of stuff. Even if it meant I'd be unhappy for a, like a little while longer while I waited. And like, you know, that sucks to say, but that sometimes that's just the reality of the world, right? I just got very, very, very lucky that I had the opportunity to, you know, do both really like do a day job that I really like and have like a career in art. One of the more unlucky parts about Madeep's journey was when he moved to Australia to continue his education, he moved at probably the worst time. It was right at the start of the global pandemic, which led him to be quarantined inside his small apartment in a brand new place he'd never been far away from his original home and far away from his family. However, he did get through it and he was able to use his art as a way to escape and to explore the world around him while staying inside. Art is still a side hobby for Mandeep as he spends his days working on his other passion, which is the environment. He hopes to work on more art projects in the future, but one thing is for sure, and that's art will always be a part of his life. I want to thank Madeep, of course, for sharing his story with us. I think this story is a great example of how important it is to be prepared for when that moment in your life comes your way where it's time to give in to your passion. This episode was recorded, edited, written, and produced by me, Jacob Johnson. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If so, please share it with anyone you think would also enjoy it. This is the Myers Podcast, and I'll see you in the next episode.